This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Filling in for Sean Kelly, I will do this every Tuesday throughout the Saints and Pelicans season. I hope this Tuesday finds you well. Hope you had a great and relaxing Labor Day weekend filled with college football. And the NFL uh, is also back. Happy game week. Saints and Raiders in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday. We'll get to that in a little bit. But hope you all enjoyed the college football this weekend. I know LSU fans yeah, a little disappointed with the loss to the Wisconsin Badgers, but it is early. Um, so we'll see if they bounce back next week against Jacksonville State. A lot of good games, though. You had Houston and Oklahoma. You had Alabama-USC. wasn't that great. Alabama uh, dominated them um, from the get-go. But you had great games on Sunday and Monday. Texas edging out Notre Dame in double overtime. And then Florida State last night coming back from down 28-6 to to beat Ole Miss by double digits, so uh, lots of good college football this week. It didn't disappoint. Now it's time for the NFL um, to not disappoint as well, and they probably won't as Thursday. How about a Super Bowl rematch? I think this is the first time in probably more than 30 years that the first game will be a Super Bowl rematch. So the Panthers head to Denver to take on the Broncos. No Peyton Manning at starting quarterback as he is retired. Trevor Simeon will be the guy um, under center for the Broncos. Of course, Cam Newton will be for the Panthers. So when the NFL season begins, that means fantasy football begins as well. I know some of you are probably drafting. I drafted a team yesterday. I have another one tonight, which means I'm going to bring in Jake Seeley from MotoExperts.com, part of our fantasy focus presented by Campbell Soup. He will give us some draft tips for you as you're drafting this week. If you kind of ignore stuff like that, like you're not drafting Dak to be your starter. You're not drafting him to even be your backup quarterback at this point. Some things you have to take with a grain of salt like we do every single year. Don't move people rounds up your draft board or move them down rounds up down your draft board because of situations that we saw play out. Again, they're facing vanilla defenses. They're trying to you know figure out what they're doing for the regular season. So again, he'll be on every Tuesday throughout the NFL season to give you some draft tips, some lineup tips, uh, anything you need to go with. Uh, We'll have Jake here throughout the season. Um, also, we'll talk about the Pelicans a little bit today. Unfortunately, uh, we heard the news about uh, Drew Holiday and his wife, Lauren, as she was diagnosed with a brain tumor earlier this summer. Good news, it is benign, but she still will have to get it removed. But she's also pregnant, which means she has to wait till the baby's born in order for her to have the surgery. So um, we're thinking about Drew and Lauren during this difficult time. Drew will take an indefinite leave to care for Lauren and the baby. Um, we'll hear, once we get more information, we'll we'll have it for you. But, of course, there is a NOLA.com article from Jeff Duncan. Um, please read it to get more information about it. But we're certainly thinking about Drew and Lauren during this difficult time. And uh, we just hope that Lauren and the baby are safe, and that's the most important thing. The Pelicans are telling Drew, take as much time as you need. Uh, make sure your family is situated and healthy, and then worry about basketball. So Drew will take an indefinite leave. Um, so that was the news that broke out on Sunday. We'll talk Pelicans with Mark Spears from ESPN's The Undefeated. He is a senior writer covering the NBA for The Undefeated, and he talks about the Pelicans offseason, talks about some of the players the Pelicans picked up, including Solomon Hill. You know, Solomon Hill, I think, has gotten better and better. He's a great addition, kind of a under-the-radar player, but he does a lot of things. He's strong, and I think the Pelicans are getting him at a good time. 
We also learn in our interview that Mark is a big Raiders fan growing up in the Bay Area, but he's also has, he also has family here in the Big Easy, so he normally roots for the Saints unless they play the Raiders. And sure enough, week one, Raiders and Saints from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday. He will be there on Sunday. So we'll talk about that, have some fun with him, um, as we'll give him some crap about being a Raiders fan. It's okay, but we appreciate Mark coming on so we'll talk pelicans with him we'll talk some raiders and saints with him and of course we'll have some fancy football for you on this tuesday all right when we come back let's kick it off with some fantasy football talk jake seeley from rotoexperts.com joins me this is the black and blue report take flight with your new orleans pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs Bring your family, friends, or co-workers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. The NFL season begins in just two days when the Broncos host the Panthers, which means you better have your fantasy team ready to go. I still have one draft to go tonight, which means I selfishly scheduled Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com to come on our show today to help me and get you ready for the upcoming season. Jake will be on every Tuesday as part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Campbell's Soup. Jake, is it safe to say happy holidays because the start of the football season is a holiday to me? So I'm assuming it is for you as well. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's even better because it's, it's like the holiday week. It's like that Capital One Bowl week type of thing. It's just it's the same thing. It's the holiday week of fantasy football rolling around. I actually have a draft on Saturday still to go. Wow. So even even with the game on Thursday, you're going to have a draft? Yeah, it's the high-stakes one. They schedule it at weird times for some reason. That one plays a factor. I'm actually kind of hoping people kind of overrate what happens in the Thursday game and skews their draft because of it because some people will make that mistake sometimes. Fair enough. How many teams are you uh, participating? How many leagues are you participating in this year? I know you had a lot last year. I, I got it under twenty this year. It's only hey. it's only fourteen this year. Wow, that's that's a, that's progressing there. I'm proud of you, Jake. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Jake. Well, you said you mentioned you're going to be drafting on Saturday. Some people are drafting tonight and Wednesday before the season on Thursday. So, in your eyes, for those who have the number one pick, who is your number one ranked fantasy player? Uh, it's going to differ if you're playing in standard or PPR. In PPR, it is Antonio Brown. I really don't think there's a question there. Even with the games, without Ben Roethlisberger last year, you're still talking about somebody who finished number one at the position. And as much as you can like Odell Beckham and Julio Jones, Antonio Brown is hard to match in any given season. If Ben Roethlisberger makes it through 16 games, I don't think anybody's going to come close to him in PPR league. And standard, though, I'm actually taking David Johnson, and it's because I, I know a lot of people want to throw out the zero RB theory where you don't draft the running back until rounds four or five, go wide receiver heavy. 
But a lot of people are starting to join on that bandwagon, and I'm kind of more of the bell cow, where not bell cow in the NFL sense where somebody's going to get 25 carries per game, but somebody who's going to touch the ball, even if it's receptions included, 20 times per game, and that I can trust every single week to get 20 touches per game. And that's why I love David Johnson, because I compare him to Jamal Charles in his heyday of the, you know, maybe he only gets 15 carries and Chris Johnson steals a few, but he's going to get five, six, seven catches per week for nice yardage and probably score almost every single game. And he just brings so much upside that I don't need him to get 20 carries to be a great option. I just think he's so dangerous. He was my second rated rookie running back last year coming out of the draft only behind Todd Gurley. And this offense and this system and this team, he doesn't have the questions of Todd Gurley with the quarterback and all those type of issues over there. I think he's the best option, mostly because of his standard. If you don't draft the running back number one, you're going to be looking at slim pickings for uh, your first running back at all the way down at the 24th pick. Wow, interesting take there for uh, pick number one. All right, let's go to uh, – we'll get to some draft tips from you in just a few moments. But, of course, the Teddy Bridgewater injury kind of uh, upset a lot of people, and it's just so hard to hear after – Everyone thought Bridgewater would have a breakout year. The Vikings could be a Super Bowl contender. Now he's out for the year. But for fantasy purposes, how does that affect Vikings players like Adrian Peterson, Stephon Diggs, players like that? I think there's only one major player that affected here. Like Adrian Peterson wasn't affected when Bridgewater got hurt. It wasn't affected when Sean Hill was the quarterback. And it's not affected when Sam Bradford is the quarterback. Adrian Peterson is Adrian Peterson. It doesn't matter who you throw at quarterback. You can try and, quote, unquote, stack the box. But it's a lot easier to say that as people watching the NFL than teams to actually do it. Otherwise, Adrian Peterson wouldn't have a career to his name because he's been playing with subpar quarterback play for most of his career. So I don't think his is affected too much. The one player that I think can see an uptick here is Stephon Diggs, and that's mostly because people seem to forget that Sam Bradford was on pace for 28 touchdowns in the season with the Rams with a lesser receiving core before he got hurt and suffered this injury that made him miss a full season. So he still has the ability for everybody that liked Bridgewater to take a step forward this year. He only threw 14 touchdowns in 16 games last year. Mm -hmm. Sam Bradford can throw a few more than he could and I think that helps Diggs, who is somebody that is also targeted in Sam Bradford's type of offense where he likes to throw to the slot receiver. People remember he loved throwing to Danny Amendola with the Rams. He loves throwing to the slot guys. He loved using Jordan Matthews out of the slot last year for the Phillies, or Phillies, for Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm looking at Stephon Diggs where you were saying, okay, he's a wide receiver four slash five with Bridgewater with a little bit of a capped upside. Now he's probably at that high-end wide receiver four, could potentially become a wide receiver three that you're starting him every single week once he's comfortable and Brad, Bradford's comfortable in that offense. What about Tony Romo and Dak Prescott in Dallas? We, we're not sure how long Tony Romo is going to be out. They're going to decide whether they're going to put him on IR um, the next couple of days. But what do you do as far as drafting purposes with Tony Romo and Dak Prescott? Yeah, I think people are getting a little too excited for Dak because – the fact that they're questioning this move and Jerry Jones is making his own comments that they don't want to put Romo on the IR, it's pretty clear that once he's ready, this is Romo's quarterback mm-hmm. position. And he's basically he's not going to get Wally Pipp no matter how good Dak Prescott is. And Dak looked really good in the preseason. I really liked his poise, especially in the game against Seattle. He looks like a quarterback that's been playing for a few years and not one that's a rookie. That being said, let's face some real defenses playing some real fronts, some real scheming. Uh, some blitz packages that we haven't seen before and that type of thing before we really say that Dak Prescott is this good. I know there's a lot of upside and hope for him because he can run for a couple hundred if you're playing for 16 games, possibly like Jameis Winston last year, get you 300 yards and four or five touchdowns. So there's some appeal there. But at the same time, I I can't see drafting him 
in most any leagues, even two quarterback leagues, because even in two quarterback leagues, I'd rather own a Brock Osweiler or even an Alex Smith, who I know is going to play 16 games. But for the effect of what it does to the rest of the team, I don't see Des Bryant losing too much value, maybe a few touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott's value, just like Adrian Peterson, stays the same. But Romo, you can only draft if you have an IR spot because you can't have that spot taken away. So if this is affirmed and they don't put him on the IR, unfortunately, unless you're in a deep bench league, I I can't see how you can draft Romo just absorbing a spot on your bench for the next six to eight weeks. Should be interesting for fantasy goers when it comes to Tony Romo. We'll see how that plays out. All right, so a lot of people are drafting still, including myself tonight. So give me some draft tips for those who are still going to be drafting leading up to the games on Thursday. Ignore the preseason. We, it's so funny is that there's a few instances where you can take uh, plays into account. Like a perfect example is the Dolphins. So you don't ignore the fact that Kenny Stills is the number two there, which we all know, speaking on the show, we know Kenny Stills plenty well from his time with the Saints. Right. You don't ignore the fact that he's been the number two for the entire preseason. And Devontae Parker, Parker is dealing with hamstring injuries, and he's been pushed down to number three. That's a situation you don't ignore. But similar to what we just talked about with Dak Prescott, is you kind of ignore stuff like that. Like, you're not drafting Dak to be your starter. You're not drafting him to even be your backup quarterback at this point. Some things you have to take with a grain of salt like we do every single year. Don't move people rounds up your draft board or move them down rounds up down your draft board because of situations that we saw play out. Again, they're facing vanilla defenses. They're trying to you know figure out what they're doing for the regular season. Heck, a perfect example is the Giants, who seemingly year after year after year do terrible in the preseason, then all of a sudden the offense wakes up and Eli Manning throws for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns so don't overreact to the preseason at the same time this is the biggest one that i say every single year when you're when you're putting your bench together after you've got all your starters and you start looking at your bench players don't draft guys you know are never going to start for you and what i say by that is don't draft wide receiver fives and wide receiver sixes and the same thing as running back who are going to be that for the entire year guys who are going to finish the year with 40 catches and 600 yards so you want these lottery tickets on your bench. You want these running backs that are in situations like Jay Ajayi behind Arian Foster. Foster gets hurt because of his injury history. You want wide receivers like even though Laquan Treble is not starting for the Vikings from day one, he could break out in the second half and be a great red zone option for Sam Bradford. Those are the lottery tickets you want on your bench, similar to what happened with David Johnson last year in the second half of if the opportunity presents itself, that's a lot more value than some guy that you're going to be like, eh, I guess maybe he can be my flex this week because I have a lot of buys going on. Like you can find those guys on the waiver wire any given week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good tips there. Um, all right. Before I let you go, is Breeze a top Saints player to draft? And also, where do some of the Saints fall on your draft board? Uh, no, because I'm one of those ones who continually tells everybody to wait, wait, wait on quarterbacks mm-hmm. just because you can for your typical one quarterback league. He is inside that elite range. I am taking Drew Brees. He's actually ended up on so many of my teams because everybody wants to take luck in a rebound and Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton after last year that Drew Brees deserves to be in that same group and the same mention of players. And he's the one that seems to be falling the furthest out of all of them. So when he's there in rounds five or six, I'm like, I'll definitely take Drew Brees. No problem. I'm very happy with that. The number one player for me off the board, though, is Mark Ingram. Uh, then very closely by Brandon Cooks. I think you could argue for both of them being in the same round. We saw what Mark Ingram could do in just 12 games last year, and the fact that he caught 50 balls last year. And I know the Saints are going to want to get C.J. Spiller more involved to see what they can get out of him. They gave him a big contract. I don't think they're writing him off just yet. But at the same time, Mark Ingram just showed how dynamic he can be, how much of a presence on this offense he could be. So I love him. I love Brandon Cooks in that same range. Willie Sneed. 
outside of Saints fans are just, he's still getting overlooked as I guess people didn't expect to see him break out last year and kind of dismissing that as like, oh, I don't know if he'll could do it again this year. So I'm still taking Willie Sneed in the middle rounds, but the other one I'm taking at the round the same spot is Michael Thomas, the rookie that they drafted because he's so good at running routes. Like he has NFL level route running ability already as a rookie that Drew Brees is going to love to throw to him. We just got, the Marcus Colston replacement, somebody who can roll that slot flanker type receiver role, be a red zone presence. And as a rookie, would not surprise me if he catches seven to eight touchdowns. What about Kobe Fleener at tight end? Where does he fall as far as tight end rankings? He's definitely the tight end one discussion. We do have to pay attention to the fact that he's been a little slow to pick up the offense. But any, but any tight end in this offense, as we saw Ben Watson do last year, is going to have value. The only upside that I see capped a little bit is by Michael Thomas now being in the fold. Is where Marcus Colston had taken a step back last year, was on the downside of his career, and that really helped Ben Watson exploit the middle of the field. Michael Thomas is going to be working in that same range. So where a lot of people want to put Kobe Fleener in that discussion with Greg Olson and Jordan Reed, I think that's a little bit too high, but he definitely deserves to be in that top 10 range with the Julius Thomas, the Travis Kelsey's, the Gary Barnes of the world. And he definitely has upside for more. I just would not pay the price that you're paying to get Jordan Reed or Greg Olson because of the questions, as I said, with him struggling to pick up the offense. He might, he's somebody that might come slow to start the season, and then you can buy low on if you don't draft him and then really reap the rewards in the second half. Should be fun to pay attention to with the Saints upcoming here with fantasy football. And, of course, Thursday, Broncos and Panthers. Really excited to have you back, Jake, for another year of fantasy football. Uh, we're looking forward to it, and uh, good luck to you on all your teams. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Good luck in your draft tonight. If, hey, if you ever need to text me for help during it, let me know. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to. Definitely. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, that's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Campbell Soup. When we come back, we'll hear from Mark Spears from ESPN's The Undefeated. Stay with us. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. 
Appointments are available today. Call 866-Auctioner or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We're just a few weeks away from the start of Pelicans training camp, so it's not too early to start talking some basketball. And joining me now to do so is our good friend Mark Spears, who has a new job with ESPN's The Undefeated as their senior NBA writer. Mark, congrats on the new gig and hope all is well with you, my friend. Oh, man. You know, I'm just trying to be an American hero, brother. Trying to figure out the <laughs> world. Life is great. Now, I know there's rumors that you will be in town this weekend for Raiders and, Pel- uh, not, Raiders not and Saints. Not a rumor. It's true. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. I'm there. I got my silver and black. I'm ready. Right, well, we're going to get to that in a little bit. We're going to first talk Pelicans, <laughs> then we'll get to Raiders Saints. Um, let's start with the Pelicans and their offseason drafting Buddy Hell, Buddy Heald. Excuse me. Um, picking up some good pieces in free agency. Not a huge splash, but what did you make of the Pelicans offseason? Well, we'll go throw out, throw out a name of each guy, and I'll tell you what I think. All right, let's go Solomon Hill. You know, Solomon Hill, I think, has gotten better and better. Um, He's a great addition, uh, kind of a under-the-radar player, but he does a lot of things. Uh, He's strong, um, and I think the Pelicans are getting him at a good time. Uh, You know, he has the ability to be a starter at the small forward spot. So, um, yeah, no, I think that was a a good, solid, you know, addition to their rotation, addition to a uh, complementary role to their team. What about each one more? Uh, another guy like that, uh, a, a guard that could hit some big shots. And, um, you know, uh, he, he, he just uh, just when you forget about him, he knocks down a nice jumper, um, kind of jumped around a little bit, uh, but also gives New Orleans some depth at the guard position. Um, another one that kind of flew under the radar a little bit, Terrence Jones. What about him? You know, I like Terrence a lot. I've been a Terrence fan for a long, long time. And um, I don't know that Houston used him right. He He's like one of those guys I'd always pick in fantasy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything. He can shoot threes. He can score in the post. He can play a little point forward. He rebounds. I like him a lot, and I, I think he'll be an interesting player under Alvin. Um, perhaps we'll finally see it, but there's been times where I've seen flashes of this kid where I'm like, oh, okay. I, I mean, he, he could he could dominate at times. He's that good of an offensive player, that versatile of a player. And then, but for some reason, it just never, like, hit consistently in Houston. I know he had some uh, injury issues. But I, I'm I'm actually really excited him for him uh, in New Orleans with Alvin. Uh, I think he could be a starter and um, a guy that could be definitely a compliment to uh, the way that Anthony Davis plays because he, he can score in the post. He can take it off the dribble. He's very, very versatile. And I think he'll do well in Alvin Gentry's offense. All right, I want to talk about the guard play a little bit. Of course, we heard the uh, devastating news about Drew Holiday's wife, Lauren, uh, battling a brain tumor. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it, Mark. Um, So Drew will be out definitely. We had the uncertainty of Tyreek Evans' health. With both of those guys out, how does that affect the Pelicans' guard play moving forward heading into the season? Again, my my um, my my prayers with the Holiday family. Go, uh, I'm 
everything will come out great, and they're getting them a lot of support. So, and you know, they're getting the best of care. His wife's getting the best of care. So, it's, and she's she's certainly with her athletic background, a very healthy lady. I, I'm expecting her to come through strong. So, best wishes to them. Um, you know, um, I, I with with uh, Tyreek. It certainly has to have been a frustrating career. This is a guy who was a high draft pick, a rookie of the year. And, you know, just when you think things are going well with him, he, he gets hurt. So hopefully, you know, Tyreek is, is you know, healthy. Um, he's another guy that's very versatile, can do a lot of things. And he's had some success in the Pelicans uniform, but they need him to be healthy. They need him to be on the floor. And I know him pretty well. I know he's frustrated, man. I mean, just to look, there's nobody that wants to see him on the floor more than him. Um, he hates having this, and I'm sure he's a guy that really wants to prove himself as one of the elite players in this league, but he has to be healthy to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's branch out and talk about the entire Western Conference. Of course, the Warriors seem like the team to beat, adding Durant. Wait, wait, we didn't talk about Buddy, though. All right, let's talk about Buddy. What what did you make of the Pelicans drafting Buddy? I'm sorry. Uh, I think that um, you know Buddy has a chance to be a special scorer in this league. I do think he just has to figure out the NBA. Um, when you watch him in the summer league, there were there were certainly some struggles, and um, I think that uh, with Robert Pack, uh, a really good assistant coach, New Orleans native working with him, I think Robert's going to help him figure out how to make the game easier. It's, it's not going to be like Oklahoma where he could just shoot at will and, you know, the defense uh, can't figure out a way to stop him. They're going to be, he's going to get respect coming into the league uh, and because and they know that he could, you know, get hot. Uh, but he has to figure out a way to use the screens correctly, use the offense correctly to make them better and I'm sure that Alvin Gentry and um, Coach Pack will have him right by the time the season starts. I was about to say, you know, a lot of people expect him to make an impact right away for the Pelicans. Is it going to be something that it might take him a little longer just to get adjusted to the NBA life? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, especially there was no domination of summer league, so that to me tells me he still needs to adapt. Uh, but that's what summer league is for. Right. It's, it's to learn what you need to work on to get ready for the NBA. So now he knows, and I'm sure it was a, a, a big wake-up call, a great wake-up call to say, hey, you know, you ain't, you ain't in college no more, son. There's a lot to work on. I knew you were great then. Uh, there's a lot of great shooting guards in college that never transformed the same way into the NBA. And um, I'm sure um, – he's going to make sure that he's not on that list. All right, let's switch gears now and talk about the big game this weekend here. Um, you're a Noel guy, you're a Bay Area guy, and the Saints and Raiders collide in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So are you, yeah. you're going to be wearing the black and silver on Sunday? Wait, look, I, I'll first say this. My mom's from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. You know, she went to Carver. Uh, they, my parents live in Harvey. I'm, you know, I got New Orleans blood in me through and through deep. And, um, so I always wish the Saints the best, but there's just one team I, I just have to go differently with. Only one team in the whole league out of the 31 other teams is one team, and that's the Oakland Raiders. I actually grew up in the Bay Area, grew up a Raider fan, bleed silver and black, and uh, 
So when the schedule came out, I don't know if there was anyone more excited than me, you know, to say that they were going to be going to New Orleans for the Raiders opener. You know, I actually was in town the night the Saints uh, made it to the Super Bowl. I was hanging out with Dan Barrett and Arthur Trish, who's a great PR guy from New Orleans, uh, former NBA PR guy. And we had a great time. So I'm, I'm always rooting for them. Uh, but this Sunday will be different. I'll have my silver and black on. I'll have my Raiders hat on. I'm, I'm going to be going to the game uh, with Bram from Marsalis. He'll have his Saints stuff on. We'll have a great time. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to the atmosphere because, you know, I've been in the Superdome numerous times. I've been there for essence probably more than anything. But I, I have not been there for a Saints game. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm looking for just a fun atmosphere. And I know there's a probably the Raiders are probably the favorite, but Superdome ain't no pump either. You know, no. I know that's a tough place to play. The Saints are going to come ready to play. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a really fun, memorable, great event. Not just a game, but a, it, it's an event. And, uh, you know, I know y'all are going to be playing that, uh, that, that rap song at the beginning, mm-hmm. get everybody fired up. Yeah. I know how it is. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting some jambalaya during the game. I just, I, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm super excited about it. It should be a great atmosphere. So what do you think about your Raiders this year? I mean, I feel like they're an up-and-coming team. Derek Carr had a pretty good season last year. You have Amari Cooper, yeah. Khalil Mack. How, how do you think the Raiders are going to do this year? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, <laughs> man. I mean, the, the last time I was this excited, um, the Raiders, like, lost like four of their like last five games or five of their last six games and Tebow got in the playoffs instead of us, you know, so <laughs> and the quarterback got hurt midway through the season. So I I got tempered excitement. Um it's been a long time since we've seen the postseason. Uh a long <laughs> time, embarrassingly long for our history. But we do have some young guns on our team. Derek Carr, um I think he certainly has a chance to be special. Amari Cooper, this will be his second year. You guys are certainly familiar with him from his Alabama days. He's he's got to take it up a notch. Him and Crabtree and and Murray. So, you know, our running our fullback is suspended for a couple of games. Games that hurts, but I think we have a really really powerful offense. And Carr, I thought looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, and then you know. Khalil Mack, man, he's 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 certainly a, a monster player. It, it should be a fun game, but you know this this isn't the Saints with the paper paper bag hats. This is a real Saints team that you got to respect, and, and they're playing at home. So I I'm not walking into the Superdome on Sunday thinking like it's a, a guaranteed win, man. You you got to go in the Superdome. And take it. I know the crowd will be behind them. I know there'll be a lot of Raiders fans there, mm-hmm. but I know the crowd will be pro Saints. So it should be a very fun atmosphere. Yeah, I can never count out the Saints at the Dome, no matter how their team is. That's for sure. Should be a good atmosphere there. What are your plans uh, in the Big Easy this weekend? What are you going to do? I actually, when I come into town on Saturday, I'm going to the Hall of Fame this weekend in uh, Springfield, and then I'm gonna fly in on Saturday afternoon. And actually, the first thing I'm gonna do, which is probably near and dear to the Pelicans' heart, is uh, your own Robert Pack, the assistant coach. Um, he's actually uh, co-hosting a backpack, a back-to-school giveaway 
on Saturday uh, from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Sanchez Community Center at 1616 Caffin Avenue. Oh, wow. Great. So, yeah, if your child needs a backpack, um, definitely come to that. If you want to give a donation so they can get more backpacks, uh, you could, you know, do that online as well. Um, but I'm going to go to that first, and then Saturday night, uh, my cousin, um, one of my cousins, or a couple of my family members, uh, they're going to boil some crab, which I'm super excited mm-hmm. about. Um, my cousin Guy Narcisse, uh, giving a shout-out to Guy, he's, he's going to do that. And we're going to have some friends and family over, so that should be fun out in Harvey. And then so Saturday, Sunday, I, I'll go to the game. I might have to go by Desi Vegas to get a steak. There you go. You know, shout out to my man Desi Vegas, best steaks in New Orleans. And also, um, I'm thinking about going to see maybe Hot Eight on Sunday night um, at the uh, Howling Wolf. So, you know, you got jam packed weekend. Yeah, yeah, have some fun. I'll be in town for a few days, spend some time with my mom and dad out in the West Bank, but. Um, I'm always uh, excited about the trip, and maybe I'm, you know, who knows, maybe I'll slide down to the Pelicans uh, facility, see who's around there. I actually got word uh, that I'm going to be in China when the Pelicans are playing their preseason games out there. So I'll get to see them in Shanghai and Beijing as well. Sounds good. Well, we're looking forward to having you. If you do want to stop by next week at the facility, invitation is open. And, Mark, we appreciate you coming on as always, and enjoy all the festivities this weekend. Go Saints! Except when they're playing the Raiders. But go Saints. Okay. <laughs> a heart divided this week, that's for sure. Mark, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. When we come back, I'll wrap things up. This is the Black and Blue Report. Gatorade. For athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors, watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. What a good show today. Big thanks to Mark Spears from ESPN's The Undefeated and Jake Seely from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Campbell Soup. Again, we'll have Jake on every Tuesday to help you with your fantasy lineup setting. And, of course, he helped us out with some uh, draft tips this week. Good luck with all you, with everyone drafting their teams this week. And uh, we're... Before you know it, Thursday will be here, which means NFL regular season football 
has begun. This week, we'll concentrate on Raiders and Saints. We'll have uh, previews coming from both New Orleans and Oakland, getting you ready for Sunday's game. And, of course, we'll also get you ready uh, for all the action around the NFL as well. We'll still continue to talk Pelicans. And uh, here we go. Saints and Pelican season in full swing. And we'll have some fun here on the Black and Blue Report all week. Sean will be back in the hosting chair tomorrow. So until then, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.